You're listening to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Join the strikers in their quest for glory. Yes, welcome back. It's the Sacker Cricket Show. It's Travis Wakeling and Gemma Barsby with you today. And we just heard from Kelvin Smith from the Redbacks and West Torrens District Cricket Club. Um, great to hear from Kelvin and his cricket story. The next segment we have is my favourite part of the week, Gemma. It is the Night Watchman. And today it is someone who actually has umpired a few of your games this season, but before he started umpiring, he was a very, very good cricketer for South Australia, Queensland, and even managed to score test cap number 416 and took a pretty incredible first wicket. So I'm, of course, talking of Peter George. Peter, welcome to the show. Cheers. Great to have you on. And um, I mentioned just at the start there that you happened to umpire a few of Gemma's games this year. One of them in particular was your debut in the WNCL, and it happened to be a first five-wicket haul for Gemma as well. So well done for helping our girl get across the line for a fiver. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I think um, you bowled most of them from the other end, but I... I um... I think you might have had a stumping when I was at Square Leg. So, yeah, I'll, I can find, I'll take credit for your bowling on that one. Shall yeah, I well, yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peter, yeah. obviously we're going we're gonna to look back. We're going to take a walk down memory lane. And you played 64 first-class games. A lot of those were for uh, the Redbacks, starting out in 2005 and six uh, with a rookie contract. And then you spent a little bit of time out of the system. Came back in 08, 09 and sort of took the world by storm for a couple of years. What are your, what are your memories of the early days uh, for the Redbacks? Yeah, um, it, it felt like um, a bit of a whirlwind at the time. Yeah, like you say, I had a rookie contract and lost it for a year. I was back um, on contract um, in, I must have been 06, 07, and then, yeah, made my debut 7, 8. And, um, yeah, it, it, it all went it went pretty quickly, going from basically playing third grade for West Torrens to playing a test match. I think it was in the space of about four or five years. So uh, it all happened pretty quickly. I was... Um, yeah, very very lucky, and um, will always be very appreciative of uh, yeah how much I I was able to play at that, at that level. So yeah, it's amazing. I actually saw an article where you were uh, spoken about as Glenn McGrath without swing. How good's that? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. To be mentioned in the same sentence as Glenn McGrath is uh, pretty amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that was happening too much towards the end of my career, which would have which would have meant more. But I guess yeah, at, at the time. Um, yeah, on on potential and just I guess a young tall bowler with a bit of bounce and could land it in a pretty good area most of the time. Um, but yeah, that was that was massive um, for me. He, he was my hero. Um, yeah, growing up and and watching him on on TV. So um, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. And you you toured so you 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 went on a few tours with the Australian team. Obviously, you. Um played some Australia A games, but then got your breakthrough um, for touring New Zealand. Um, and then you went on a, a tour for, um, it was against Pakistan, but in the UK. Um, a lot of the viewers will remember that series. And then mm. got on the India tour uh, for a for a debut, uh, a test debut, yeah. test cap number 416. How that would have been an incredible feeling for you. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that the couple of tours before that I was, Lucky enough to be there when um, it was Ryan Harris's 413, and then also on that UK Pakistan series, I, I was there for Tim Payne and Steve Smith when they got their baggy green caps. 
Um, so then, yeah, when Ricky Ponting was presenting uh, my cap to me, it was it was very surreal because, um, yeah, it's I guess the definition of that word. It literally just felt like I was I was dreaming or I was watching it happen to somebody else. It's just yeah, very surreal experience. Yeah, and you played in that test match with four Australian test captains. Um, so Ponting, Clark, Watson, and Tim Payne, and then yeah. You happen to have Steve Smith running the drinks as well, so you played with some all-time yeah. players in that Test match. It was, yeah. There's, um, yeah, some big names. Um, yeah, like I said, I was just it was incredible. Um, like I say about growing up watching Glenn McGrath, but obviously, you know, the, um, yeah, Ricky Ponting and, and Clark. There's, um, there's some massive names in that Test team that I got to play with. I remember sitting in the change rooms next, well, in between Marcus North and Mike Hussey. Um, at one point, sitting there looking at my bag of green caps, just kind of holding it in my hands, kind of pinching myself still. And uh, they both were commenting on the fact that they still pinch themselves and about the fact that they've got one. And, and that was, a, you know, later in their careers when they'd played lots of games. And um, yeah, it's just, it's incredible to sit in that room and, and kind of be there with everyone that's appreciating the opportunity to be playing for their country and to have had. Um, one go at it was was amazing, and um, yeah, I'll I'll never take that for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of big names, being able to in that game take the wicket of Sachin Tendulkar and finishing with figures of two for forty eight off twenty one, being the most economical bowler, that would have been something pretty special, and that you hold close to your heart as well. It is. Um, yeah, it's is nice. I guess as part of that kind of claim to fame when you. Um, people say, you know, you played a test match and, and took Sachin Tendulkar's wicket. It, um, yeah, certainly adds to it. But, um, yeah, that that was just a, yeah in, incredible experience in India um, in front of a decent-sized crowd. I just remember every time so Sachin scored 214 runs, I think, from memory, that inning. <laughs> we, didn't, um, we didn't want to mention yeah. that. We just thought we'd mention the wicket. <laughs> Oh, I just remember, like, he passed his 14,000th test run, I think, that innings as well. And it was yeah. just every time he got close to a milestone, I think, which is the crowd's gotten pretty loud. And it just, it was, <laughs> yeah, intense, just the noise that they would make every time he passed the milestone. And uh, and then the silence when I took, <laughs> when I, when he uh, when he got out was, um yeah, well, I didn't notice at the time how quiet it was until I've seen replays afterwards where you just hear one bloke in the middle of the field yelling <laughs> or squealing as it kind of sounds like my celebration everyone else I think all the rest of the Aussies are just like oh finally yeah but um well speaking yeah, of, it's, uh, tough work. speaking of batting maestros uh you're you never really got your opportunity at first class level with the with the bat I think um I think that's what we'll call it lack of opportunity well so, that's generous yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but you yeah, averaged you averaged a um, a healthy three point six three from your sixty four first class games. What do you put it down to? What do you put the um, What do you put the the, the three point six three down to? Wow. Well, um, yeah, we've probably spent too much time talking about my batting already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's funny. I think there was a few times where I had license to try to swing, um, and there's a, there's a couple of highlights in that. But um, yeah, there's most of the time I was out there. It's the typical kind of bunny tail end. Uh, you just, you know, block out two balls to survive the end of the over and let the other bloke score the <laughs> run. So, you know, we, if I wasn't getting out myself, I was probably not really scoring runs. So, but yeah, I, I think I'm probably one of the few people that has more first class wickets than runs, which is uh, 
<laughs> not sure it's that common, but I, it's odd that I genuinely found it harder to score a run in first-class cricket than I did to take a wicket. So Look, it's great to have a, if ever can say that. It's <laughs> great to have a unique stat in your uh, in your book as well. So um, yeah. you you did have a I, I think you had a career highlight when you uh, went and had a had a bit of a swing at Mitch Stark in the 2011-12 season. Uh, what do you recall yeah. of uh, What do you recall of that? Your best your best <laughs> shot at first-class level? Do you think? It was, yeah, clear, um, yeah, and I think a lot of his Yusufal's um, teammates ha- still haven't let him live that one down. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was very funny. Actually, I was batting. We're about to declare um, South Australia. I was batting uh, with Dan Christian, and um, we knew we were going to declare at the end of this particular over. Uh, Christian had faced the first probably four four balls, I think, and had tried to hit everyone for boundary. But this particular ball, I'd ended up on strike with only a couple of balls left. And we kind of thought, well, do I just try to get you back on strike to face the last one or do I just have a swing? And he's like, yeah, I have a swing, mate. <laughs> okay, so I kind of did this little, little, um, basically just cleared the front leg. It was a low full toss and I managed to absolutely nail it. And it went over, yeah, as high as it went far, but it, it went over the sight screen at the old Adelaide Oval. It's probably one of the biggest it's a hits huge hit. I've ever hit in my life. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was uh, it was Mitch Stark, and I think there was, you know, out of everybody on the field, including the umpires, everybody except for Mitchell Stark was uh, losing it laughing, um, and Mitch Stark had steam coming out of his ears. So I think it was, but yeah, the other part of the story was probably not long before that, I'd managed to get an inside edge for four, um, off his bowling, and he was telling me that I was the worst batter in Australia, and <laughs> I didn't dis- didn't disagree with him. Australia's <laughs> Chris Martin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I always found it quite comical when um, fast bowlers would sledge me about my batting because I'm like, well, yeah, um, yeah, I'm batting eleven, and I basically hard hard to even know which which end to hold, mate. So. <laughs> Um, the fact that you haven't got me out yet is saying more about you than it's saying about me. So <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> well played. Obviously, now that you're retired and um, you sort of got yourself into into umpiring and joined the state panel this year, how are you finding hmm. getting back out onto the cricket field? But as an umpire, yeah, I'm, Gemma, I'm actually loving it. It's um, it's it surprised me actually how much I've enjoyed umpiring. I thought I'd get into it. Um, just see if I'd enjoy it and see if I'd be any good at it. Um, I think it's like a lot of players. I think you, you kind of spend a bit of your time. I, I did my share of complaining about umpires. So, um, <laughs> so you can't really complain too much until you've, you've stood in their shoes. But um, yeah, I'm probably, I'm one of the type of person to, um, I guess, yeah, become part of the solution and not just complain about problems. So I, um, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd give it a go. And um, yeah, like you say, being back out on the field and, um, yeah, been absolutely loving it from from club cricket and getting a couple of opportunities at higher levels has been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely sprung up there. And yeah, like we brought up before, you've been able to do a few of our WNCL games, which is um, something pretty cool as well. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about I guess more off field stuff now. Where um, I know probably for the last few years now, you've been working on a little project on the side called My Call. Um, no, you're the managing director and inventor of that. Do you want to um, talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I, I guess it's in a similar vein in terms of um, trying to find a solution to problems. So it, it started, um, I guess, with the problem of um, you know having to stop the celebration after someone took a wicket um, to check the front foot no ball. So 
that was I studied mechanical engineering, and at the time I thought, you know, I could, uh, I reckon you could solve that, and um, then thought, well, give it a go. So um, it's it's evolved quite a lot since um, we've had a little bit of publicity a few years ago around, um, yeah, the device on the back of the shoe, but we've actually evolved quite a bit since then. But we've been working away in the background, and um, hopefully in the next uh, few weeks we'll uh, be ready to go public a bit more with uh, what we're doing. But um, yeah, more than front foot no ball at the moment, we're looking to solve a few things. So it's, it's very exciting. Great little insight there. Um, and you've just dispelled an old school theory that batters are smarter than bowlers. Mate, you're doing mechanical <laughs> engineering and you're a fast bowler. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, well, I think you do need some level of um, a few screws loose or, or something <laughs> wrong with you to, to put your body through what it takes to, to be a fast bowler. But um yeah, maybe uh, of of um, maybe find myself in a unique position where <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have have achieved some things uh, on the cricket field, and and uh, hopefully I can do a few things off it as well. Well done, mate. Well, it's been so good having you on the show. Um, an incredible cricket journey, and you know, still no doubt aspiring to take your umpiring to the next level and and get on that international stage. So. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Peter. It's been great chatting and uh, all the best for the remainder of the season. Oh, perfect. Thanks so much, Trevor. Thanks. Thanks, Jenna. Peter. No, thanks, thanks, Peter. Peter. Cheers, guys. That was Peter George, former Redback, Queenslander, Australian Test Cap number six, 416 uh, and current WNCL umpire, Peter George. Great to have him on the show. Of course... That's all we've got time for today, but uh, next week we've got a cracking show lined up for you again. So, Gemma, in your seat next week, I've got Daniel Drew, who I've conveniently given a little bit of a shout-out to in my top five performances. <laughs> so hopefully he was listening earlier when I mentioned his 208 against WA earlier in the year. So Drew, he's going to be coming into the studio right before he plays in the uh, Premier Cricket T20 final later that day. So great to have Drew on. Um, we'll also review your Scorpions matches. You're heading up to Queensland this week? Yeah, hopefully the, the rain plays nice and we're able to get a few games in there and, and come home with a few wins as well. Uh, maybe even a bonus point as well, Jim. That'd be nice as well. And then, of course, we will have had a, a Sydney Test match uh, by that time as well. So we'll be discussing all things Test cricket as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the Saka Cricket Show today. It's been great having you with us. And thank you to Gemma again for coming on and being part of the show. We'll have you back again, hopefully, in a couple of weeks' time. So good luck up in Queensland. Thank you, and thanks for having me on again. Thank you, listeners. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.